Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. This month we are all about standing out from the crowd and we couldn't think of anyone better to join us for this than this episode's guest. So we are joined today by the very lovely Karen Pichet-Cerner who makes pop culture prayer candles with the tagline false idols for true worship Love which that. we are obsessed with. <laughs> and she's also a writer who's just finished her first novel and an ex-Disney princess. Um, I just made a face, you can't see the face. <laughs> and uh, she's going to tell you all about all of this in uh, much better words than I can. But welcome, Karen. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, ladies. It's so awesome to, to have you We're here. very excited. Thank you. Um, we're going to throw you straight in the deep end because I know Carla's done a brief little intro there, but we're going to get you to tell us in your own words a little bit about who you are and what it is you do. Oh my gosh, who am I and what do I do? <laughs> That's the. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> That's, I feel like I feel like this is something my mom would really like for me to answer well. Uh, who are you and what do you do? <laughs> I, <laughs> I am a, I guess I would call myself an artist. I guess I can own that term. Um, it yep. feels sort of weird to say that, but yeah, I think that's right. Um, I guess I'm a graphic artist who makes candles. It's not something I ever thought I would be doing, but here I am. I have an Etsy shop and I have... Um, my own website where I make these candles that turn pop culture uh, figures into saints and idols for, you know, fans and anybody who's just into weird religious, non-religious, uh, crazy shit. And um, <laughs> that's my business. So I, I work full time doing that as of now. I've been doing it full time for like seven years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a, a videographer and a yes. video editor. How, how did you yeah I was gonna say yeah we, we have to know how you kind of like where, where what, what, how it how that how started do you go from Disney princess to like oh. crazy cool prayer candles well, like, this is a journey and a half I right? was just tr- I was just rolling down the parade route waving at everybody and I just thought oh I know I'll jump off this float and I'll go into <laughs> videography <laughs> and I'll pick up a video camera and <laughs> I will finish college because that was always on the plan so I, I was a video I was a Disney princess from age 16 to like 24, um, which was a whole other you know story I guess. And then I finished college. I, ma- I majored in communications. I graduated from UC San Diego uh, in 1999, showing my age. <laughs> and sorry, right, we like it. Okay. It's fine. And uh, yeah, I just sort of stumbled into videography because I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Like communications was such a general thing umbrella thing that felt like it could apply to lots of different sort of jobs and I thought well I really can't be a Disney princess forever I was sure of that uh, they were already starting to age people out and like you hit a certain age and or a certain weight and they start going hmm you might not fit the costume anymore so we're gonna oh, start Disney, gently, Disney. G- gently encouraging yeah. you to maybe seek other avenues yeah so that that well this was the 90s I mean it's still it's still they have to I understand they have to fit people into an ideal of a cartoon that you know 
people have an image in their heads of what Cinderella looks like or Ariel looks like. And I mean, now mm -hmm. we have a black Ariel, which I think is great. We do, so yeah. Things are changing. Which is glorious, but oh my God, there's been some backlash about I that. Know. Like, and backlash. The mermaid community is having conversations oh, about that. Oh, I bet they are. We don't get it. I bet but, they are. Yeah, yeah, but I love it. And so it, this was a different time, really. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I thought I better finish college and get a real job. And I sort of stumbled into videography because um, I took a documentary class, which I loved. And that to me was storytelling really is what it was it was telling stories which I always loved I was always a writer I was always a reader um, so I kind of learned how to tell stories with video and I became a, um, an editor at straight out of college and just sort of worked for different companies I worked for a startup company right around the 2000 2001 area right when that dot-com boom was happening and this was like an online dot-com startup thing that was doing video conferencing which was sort of ahead of its That's time exciting yeah it seemed time. exciting yeah. at the time but it failed <laughs> as a lot of the dot-com oh. companies did at that time and then I went yeah. to work for the Los Angeles Times for about five years which was great I got to do like a lot of commercials and just journalistic pieces and I learned a lot about um, the reason why I did not go into journalism which is that I just do not have the heart of a journalist um, but that was really cool. And then they started doing layoffs. I went to the UC uh, Irvine for about six years, worked there as a videographer. So I was always, I, I spent about five years in any given place before I was sort of like, all right, I've had enough of this. And I, I learned a lot, but I would move on. And then eventually I got a job at DreamWorks Animation, which was the wow. last place I worked, which was awesome. It was Amazing. such a fun place to work. The work was so easy. We were just like, um, videographers that would record training videos for the animators so they were all constantly learning new software and things like that so we were recording classes for them it was super easy on a video level but the campus and everything there was just so fun like they had free food and games and yoga and it was just this like dreamy wonderful environment um, and it was there that I first got the idea to do these candles because I was just sitting around online shopping as I like to do and came across these golden girls prayer candles on Etsy and they were like $65 I think and I was like well they're cute but I, you know when you see something and you're like I feel like I could do a little better and oh yeah at the time actually I think all the best businesses come from that where you, you really see something yes. and you're like I like it, but there's there's definitely that but, mm -hmm. isn't there? there yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. I saw them, and I was like, oh, I'm such a huge Golden Girls fan. I love this idea of, like, Golden Girls as saints. But, like, they didn't have Sophia's purse, which I thought was such a crucial thing. I was like, oh, I would put in her purse. I would make Blanche look, you know, sexier. They literally just had sort of faces slapped on bodies, you know. And I had some Photoshop skills by this point as a video editor, so I was like, let me just play with this and see if I could do better. So I made my own. I, there was a lot of trial and error with figuring out how to print them on a certain kind of paper to stick them on a candle. I picked up blank candles at Target or whatever and stuck them on there. And then we had a, um, like a holiday bazaar where there's so many artists at DreamWorks. Everybody had a side art project, right? Everyone would bring out their art, their little jewelry or whatever they were making, um, and I put out my candles. I made a few others, designs and stuff, and I decided I had fun. I was having fun with it, and they sold out that first Christmas. Like, people were... Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, people were like, do you have a place where we can make requests? And so they were 
they were asking me like, can you can you make a, a an Ellen candle, an Obama candle? This like they were just giving me a, a list of requests. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could. And then I thought, well, this seems like something that people want. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting that like it's not just one thing. Like there's endless possibilities here because I love the Golden Girls. To me, it seemed like obvious that the Golden Girls would be saints. But for someone to come along and go, well, what about Lizzo? What about Oprah? What about, you know, there's... Oh my God, a Lizzo candle. I have a Lizzo candle. Uh, But yeah, like it's just, there's (gasps) so... I not know this? (laughs) There are so many people, figures, characters that that people are fans of. So many. That they love, that they want to worship in their own way and be reminded of, you know, their fandom and... And this is just such a perfect and unique kind of way to deliver that to people. And it makes them so happy and it makes me so happy to do it because it's so stupid and funny, but also just super filled with love and appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. It also feels very, like, it's definitely got that, like you say, love and appreciation, but there's a real playful side. We'll we'll Mm. link, obviously, if you come to this via the show notes, you will have already seen some of Karen's amazing candles. But... Um, if you're just listening then go go look in the show notes because there's going to be some photos in there but there's this real playful joyful aspect to them which I think is something that is so often missing in adulthood and I feel like this is this is one of those things that feels like it's the playfulness that really caught me because I ended up uh, um, getting some of Karen's amazing candles first of all that she had the full set of um, the hocus pocus witches which was like perfect my husband loves these candles uh, they're, they're, you know, we, we got them for Halloween, but they stay up year round because they're just so oh, awesome. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're in my living room. I love them. And then also I fell in love with the fact that she had a David Rose one as well, which is he's like one of my favorite characters. So <laughs> I have him up on my bookcase mm. up here now. I don't know if you can see. So, yes. Mm-hmm. But it's for me, it was the I mean, I grew up. I was raised Catholic. So I remember these candles being on like <laughs> gravestones and at churches and stuff that would, would be lit for the saints pur- you know purposes of praying and for the saints so when i saw these i fell in love with them because it for some reason it was it was that playfulness it tickles of, it really it tickles, so yeah, it's tickled really me i mean like it's such a i describe thing. myself now as a lapsed catholic so maybe you know maybe some <laughs> I, no i think a lot of catholics would have a sense of humor about them too actually but i mean I've well you'd be surprised <laughs> oh really <laughs> i feel i actually feel like so so one of the things that sarah and i are currently working on is the um the just in case kit for when um when you like something bad happens i mean you know it came out of a death but it doesn't have to be death mm-hmm. but blah but um one of the things that i have is um a plan for when i die and and there's some instructions for things like my funeral and things like what i want done with you know various things and i'm legitimately now thinking like hmm, which of these candles do i insist that all, all of them <laughs> like all of them yeah we don't want to set the graveyard on fire right like, like well, i like the crab. let's not set it on fire people but... have sent me requests for like can you make one of my dad or my grandpa or oh. my coach and something like that and I don't that's also very lovely yeah. I mean it is lovely it's such a great idea and I know there are other candle sellers on Etsy that do the same kind of thing that do offer that I don't do it only because I have such a perfectionist problem that it would take me a long time to do I, I can't just slap a head on a body you and know? it would only be one yeah and it would only be one yeah. and so yeah, yeah. for me to I'd have to charge too much it's a lot of time, time yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's totally fair yeah. that's totally fair but no I just I just think like it's just such a wonderful and it's such a I don't know how to say if this comes out wrong please don't take it personally <laughs> there are a lot of things like this that you see people certainly in the UK you see people not specifically like this but um like 
art hobby craft type items that people make and it is a hobby and it's wonderful and it's no less wonderful for being a hobby but I fucking love that you've made it your full-time job mm. like I cannot tell you how much I love that this is it's it's grown enough and it's got enough of it like you've clearly tapped into something that people just love and I also feel like like Sarah I think hit the nail on the head as well so if you are likely to have like a, a traditional prayer candle in your house because you know you are a lapsed Catholic or a, a Catholic that can't quite you know like you're not really Catholic anymore but you can't quite let it go I love the idea of just having one of these just like kicking around you know like I think it I just I love it I just love it so much Me too. yeah I, I just think it's a it's a fabulous thing can I so, um, um, I have to ask how how many candle designs do you have now Karen? I've got something along the lines of 170 something, I think. <gasps> wow! Yeah. That's huge. Wow. I do, I do. Do you still hand make them all yourself? Do you still yeah. make, would you Actually, have like a production oh, place? It's, it's, oh, well, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I do now have vendors that help me with parts of it. So I used to go around buying up blank candles off the shelves of Target and Walmart. That became impossible pretty quickly. So I now have a vendor that I go to for the blank candles themselves. I don't actually make the candles myself. Um, I buy pallets full of these blank prayer candles from companies that, uh, or factories that make the candles. And, um, and then the stickers that I use, I have printed professionally on really nice uh, fade proof vinyl and stuff. And they, and they cut them out. I used to be sitting at home cutting them out of my printer. Wow. I like printed them on sticker paper at home and that became impossible pretty quickly and they faded and stuff. So. I now have a nice vendor who does like really good quality stickers for me. That helps a lot. But I do make, I, you know, assemble the candles. I package the candles. My husband helps me quite a bit. But it's just kind of a one-woman show it's at amazing. my dining room table while watching a lot of Bravo and shitty TV. And <laughs> Which also then gives the you inspiration life. for more of your candles though, right? Actually, so. I mean, it's true because Bravo is one of my biggest selling um, sections of candles. Like I... There's no end to, like, the amount of intense fandom around uh, reality TV stars. And mm. they are co it's a constant stream of new uh, people. So <laughs> I, I just, I'm a big Bravo-holic myself. I know that you guys probably don't have anywhere uh, near that kind of level of interest in Bravo. But it's one of my obsessions. And so for me, when there's, like, a new housewife or a new Bravo show on... I thrill at making new designs for that section. And I have a huge Bravo section. I actually got to go to the first ever Bravo Con, which was in New York back in 2019, just before the pandemic. That's cool. Yeah, I was invited to be a vendor there, and I got to, like, sell my candles next to other Bravo celebrities, and it was a dream come true. I was Bravo celebrities, just amazing. over the moon about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you get, did you manage to get like some of your candles being held by the people who they were replicating? Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I have so many pictures of people. You probably have no idea who they are, but they're holding candles of themselves and I that get to meet them. Joyous. I, mean, I yeah. love that. Yeah. The people that I need to see are Kermit and Miss Piggy. Like I need to see mm, them holding their candles. That is that is where you know I what's need to funny? be right now. But what's here's a weird side story for you. So I made Kermit and Miss Piggy because I'm, uh, as most of us are, I think deeply in love with Kermit and Miss Piggy. Absolutely. And because of my husband's job, so my husband still works at Disney, and he was working with um, some puppeteers and did a little a little show thing, 
in which I got to go backstage and meet the real Miss Piggy and Kermit. <gasps> oh my goodness! <laughs> and I that is so exciting, it. you guys. I started crying like a child. Like oh. I, 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 I think I would do the same. I mean, to be you fair. can't. Like you just can't believe it. Like they're they're so beautiful, and when and when they're being animated, even with the person standing there holding them, you're just like, oh my god! It's like meeting the <laughs> ultimate. Your ultimate well, idol. We've grown up with them. We've we all through yeah. our lives, haven't we? So that is amazing. And that's why I, I think that. I really get. I really get people like fandom. I really understand how we can love and have such nostalgia for these characters and these these people that have become such huge parts of our lives, our our, our past. I mean, it's just there's. It's really special. And I think fan art and fandom so, is yeah, just such a great thing. I would like to pick up on that actually because in theory we I mean we're not we're gonna suck around all kinds of topics because that's how we roll but in theory we're talking about standing out from the crowd and one of the things that I have been um trying to get my head around for a really long time and I still don't know what my complete thoughts on it are because I add to it on a a, like regular basis but geekery (laughs) so a lot of the people that stand out now for the stuff that they really love and a lot of the people that I meet at cons and a lot of the people that I meet at things like wizard school and a lot of the people that I just know online and a lot of my friends who like I gravitated towards in adulthood I mean I have some great friends from childhood but the people that I have got to know in adulthood generally it's because we have something that we are all passionate about that we have in common that is something that we would have stood out for for all the wrong reasons when Mm. we were kids um whether that is writing, whether that is a particular fandom, whether that is, in my case, stuff like My Little Pony. Um, oh, I love I mean, My Little Pony. things that it could be. <laughs> my Little Pony. Um, I've seen some really good cosplays recently, but that's like another whole thing. But, uh, you know, things like cosplay. Yeah. Things like I've got, you know, um, a friend of mine's other half um, does really cool Lego. Like, he has a whole business with, like, Lego minifigures, custom figures. And, um, and it's amazing. And he has this, like, thriving community of people who are obsessed with all the different figures. But I feel like all of those things, like, what am I asking you? Do you have thoughts around like turning, turning your geekery, embracing geekery is what I want to talk about. Mm. So I feel like we stand out now because we embrace that geekery and we love it. But when, for me, I mean, this is probably me massively projecting, but I know that it's not just me that's had this experience. When you loved that stuff as a kid, you loved it just as hard as you do now, mm-hmm. but you had to kind of be less enthusiastic about it. Well, back then you were, the, the wrong you, were, you were considered the outsider or the weird one, weren't you? Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were the weird mm-hmm. one. You were the weird one for yeah. doing that. And yeah. I saw a wonderful, like, I know, I know TikTok has its issues, but I, had, I saw a wonderful TikTok audio the other day and it said, um, being a grown up is great because it means you get, or being in your 30s is great because you get to um, do all the stuff that you love, like love all the stuff that you loved at 13, but this time you have adult money and no one judging you. And I was like, I like <laughs> this. This is, this is, this is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can you, can you tell us? Because obviously, you know, you've, you've gone hard into. You've, into you've embraced the, Greek, so the geekery. You've embraced yeah. the, but, but also, I think geek. your candles probably catch that for people. So I think, like, I can fully imagine having, like, a My Little Pony candle. That uh, being a thing that I would have, not even necessarily because I want it, but just because I love it, because I love what it is, because I love all of those things. And I, yeah, can we talk about embracing geekery? I Sorry, just, that was rambling. I but. just realized that you should look at my unicorn candle because it's beautiful. It's in the style <gasps> of Lisa. It's in the style of Lisa. I have Frank. looked at your website. It's just you have so many candles. I think I haven't seen all of them. Yeah, yet. we might actually have to get a picture I, of that one to put on the show notes. Actually, I think yeah. we actually yeah. might. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have. That's actually that one was done by a friend of mine who's a, a beautiful artist, and she I kind of commissioned her to do a unicorn for me, and she did it in the style oh. of Lisa Frank, and it's beautiful. 
Amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Fuck me, I need that in my life. I love Lisa Frank. <laughs> so, I don't know how I haven't seen that because I have been through your site several it's times. Under, so it's under the okay. other other saints, I think. Ah, there oh, we okay. go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, geekery. I, I think geekery, it's such an interesting point because we I feel like we're all geeks at heart when we're kids and we're afraid to show it because you get laughed at or, or ridiculed or, you know, ostracized. And it's such a nice time now, I think, with the internet sort of being the place where you can always find your other geek friends, um, that it just feels so much more accepted now to just lean into the stuff you're into. And I think this fan art sort of craze or trend is a big testament to how much people want to uh, enjoy stuff, like enjoy what they're into and not be ashamed of it or not be not care because there's going to be a group of people who are also into it. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bravo thing, like I, I don't really know very many people that watch Bravo. I know a lot of my customers are super into Bravo. And so automatically they're my friends, you know, like, with, like I actually mm-hmm. made friends and I recently met a woman in Paris when I was there visiting uh, just for a, a trip who was one of my customers who DM'd me and, and started talking to me about one of the shows and asked like, about what shipping would be to France and I sent her some candles and we became friends and now we text all the time about our shows and I met her when we were in Paris and we sat and talked about our shows and that was it like that we share that thing together and across the country across the world you know um and I just yeah and so I think that's the thing is like you'll find your tribe somewhere and if it's through some you know weird Harry Potter reference or whatever then that's what it is and those are your people and you find shared Mm. connection it's it's about connection right like Mm. we all appreciate these things that um bring us inspire some emotion in us inspire some sort of happiness joy escape whatever it is and then it connects us with other people that feel that same thing and i think it's great and actually yeah it's like that kindred spirit thing, isn't it? Yeah. If you spot someone, I mean, I know, I know sometimes this happens with like cosplay if you spot someone the same. And actually, it's one of the things I've loved for a long, long time about cosplay is that, so if you, I don't know, if you go to like a wedding and you turn up in the same dress it's a disa- as someone else, it's a disaster. <laughs> if you go to a con and you're both dressed as Rainbow Dash, it's like the most exciting thing you want to get, like all, all seven Rainbow Dashes all together. Oh my God, <laughs> Carla, I'm going to send you and a I, picture of my Rainbow Dash Halloween costume from a few years back. <gasps> you need to see this. So my, my next, my next plan with my hair is to have um, like this kind of turquoise and then rainbow parting so that I can yes. rainbow dash cosplay because I have like <laughs> half a cosplay but I need oh, the hair or oh, that will get V to make me a, a wig that goes with it but I'm not sure I have the money for that right now um anyway <laughs> side 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 quest rainbow side um, rainbow side chat rain rainbow dash side quest um yeah it's the connection thing it's that thing of if you spot someone even really like I've noticed actually even with things like I'm obsessed with color like wearing big colorful patterns or colorful hair like if you spot someone you can spot someone at 100 paces and know that you're going to have something. They, you know, they might not be, like, you know, true kindred spirits in the sense that, you know, we all are. But you you kind of know you're going to have something in common with that person. You know that you've got something mm. that, that you will both kind of really connect and geek out about. And I think actually that's... It's something that I was always discouraged. Like, so in the sense of business, obviously your whole business is kind of about this. But in terms of, um, you know, the kind of thing that we talk about on the podcast and the kind of... Um, I'm not sure if I would say we give advice. Do we give advice, Sarah? Is that a thing that we do? I mean, maybe not. <laughs> oh, I don't know, not. we're both making faces. <laughs> but, like, the conversations that we have that might be helpful to other people. Um, 
like I was in the beginning I was massively massively encouraged not to bring my whole self oh same I had the same I experience I would yep. put, oh like, god I damn it that's terrible off, right? advice like, it's terrible advice <laughs> I know it's terrible advice oh chuck but that shit I think it's really interesting because I I do I mean there are some people I, I can see sometimes now when I go to um and again this is the kind of this this standing out thing sometimes I think it's about standing out I think a lot of people think of that as being you know like just being at the top or being the best and I actually think it's different mm. than that. I think it's about standing at your kind of your connection space and like being a I want to say being a lighthouse but that sounds really cheesy but like being like a I don't know a shining beacon of something so people are like ah oh, she is fuck me I don't want to go near her she's fucking mental that's not my that's not my thing that's not I do not want to work with that person she's weird which is cool because if there's people that think like that there will also be people that are like she gets me yeah. she's my kind of person she's great like and I it is it's very um come on you're both wordsmiths what's the word you want to just be the you as dividing you. oh yeah dividing yeah you want to be the you as you and it's very dividing but it's in a really good way like it, it is you know if it the, the last thing that you want is meh and I feel like you embody that's why we wanted you on today you, you embody like not being meh wonderful what is the opposite of meh I'm just, now, now I'm like is it like <gasps> I don't know what is the opposite of meh like it's like meh so one of the questions hands. I have around this <laughs> yeah, is like because because I can imagine that for, for every for every person who reacts like we have done um, like do you get people who are like properly outraged by your account do you do you inspire uh, that outrage do in people I get as well? people generally kind of <laughs> yeah like I'm really curious because I know I know like people uh, get really angry that I should I have, have like colorful hair and a unicorn horn and I'm, I'm I'm imagining the candles because there's a that, that you know semi-religious aspect I, I feel like there could be some really fun stories about like, oh I've got outrage. some I've got some in fact I wish I had thought to pull up some of my hate mail because it is amazing <laughs> like some of it has been uh, a lot, mostly from Catholics, because I'm clearly stealing a Catholic, uh, you know, tradition, which I... It's that, it's that iconography type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an iconography. It's, it's a bit of an iconoclast thing. And I totally get that. And I have no desire to offend anyone. However, I also feel that what I'm doing is, like you guys said, playful, whimsical, without any kind of ill intent or hatred. However, there are people that interpret it as... You are stealing our, you know, sacred saints, our sacred Jesus and Mother Mary, turning them into these like Kardashian style. Uh, you know, you're 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 basing basically our our saints, and I get that, and I understand that feeling. I don't let it get to me or my business because I feel like then don't buy the candles. Usually, what I will do is when someone sends me hate mail and tells me I'm going to hell or something. I'll say, oh, okay, thank you for your feedback. Would you like 10% off? Um, and <laughs> because then, <laughs> then it's like, well, do you want one or don't? If you don't want one, then great. But Why I, there's, there's plenty of other yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole big internet out there. Yeah, yeah so uh, you don't have to. But it's funny what people will go out of their way to tell you they object to. Oh, um, so, so yeah, much. Yeah, I've got absolutely. lots of, I got, I've got lots of emails. I get them all the time. And I ignore them. They're, um, there's another candle seller that I like called um, Illuminidals. I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote somebody else now, but they do a very different style than I do. But they post Fan Mail Friday, which they literally every week, every week on Friday post their hate mail, and it's so funny. And I kind of have always sort of wanted to do that, but never been brave enough. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to offend anyone. I feel like anything you do, you run the risk of offending somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I just think you can't. And if you waited until you wouldn't, 
Oh, sorry. No, I just think you can't maneuver that way yeah. in life or in business because everything we do is going to make someone turn up their nose at it. So, yeah, I, I at first I kind of got a little worried about it, like, oh, am I really doing something bad here? But then I talked to enough people who were Catholic or former Catholics who were like, I fucking love it. So Absolutely, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to worry about those that, that feel offended. I, I feel like they probably are offended by a lot of things in the world and... Yeah, it's, just, yeah. Like, it's nothing do, personal do to you at all. It is just, yeah, they are just yeah. generally offended by everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I do, I do genuinely fun. believe, like, if someone if someone is driven, like, I, it took me, actually, it took me a long time to appreciate this at the beginning of my business journey, like, with the few, I mean, even really mildly bad feedback that I got about anything. I was like, oh, no, I'm a failure. It's a disaster. Like, why am I even, you know, like, you get that real because it's all very close to your heart. And I have learned over the years that, like what you want is a reaction it doesn't even really matter what the reaction is if someone is like oh my god i can't believe you said that probably that means someone else is going to love it and and that means that mm. you are you know you're creating conversation you are you are standing out you are standing out above the like let's face it a lot of dross that we see mm-hmm. on a regular basis on the bloody internet so yeah i'm 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 well well on board with this yeah really you, if thing, you inspire but, um, emotion if you inspire someone to take the time to write you even if it's nasty i feel like well you saw it and you thought it was worth some attention, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whether that is a good or a bad thing, yeah. Yeah, well, strangely, I, so someone told me, and I, I actually, I can see this working really, I'm not sure it does work for um, service-based um, as much, but I can absolutely see this, this applying to your candles. So someone said, once said to me, if someone um, finds your stuff offensive for whatever reason, so a lot of people used to find my first business name offensive because it was ducking fabulous and they, they got a bit like weird about the fact that it was one letter away from fucking people are weird. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and I was getting a bit stressed about it because I was very young and I didn't really know what I was doing. And, um, and somebody said to me, she was like, you know, that, that it's the best thing that could happen because they will tell all of their friends about this like outrageously named business that they tripped over at the farmer's market and then because it is a uniquely named business like those people obviously this was also like 15 16 years ago so the internet was smaller then mm-hmm. you know those people will go and search for you and then those like some of those people are bound to actually be your customers and some of those people will roll their eyes at the person who told them and buy your stuff because they love it and i was yeah. like mm, and actually that's been really good business advice like i didn't i think i really appreciated it at the time but yeah yeah really no it's true advice. i've had and people I think really yeah i've had people order my candles for friends or aunts or grandmothers as a joke and then had their grandmother or aunt or friend get really upset and like oh, <laughs> hate so it sad. but at the same time that person who bought it liked it enough to then buy yeah. tell their friends and then surely it yeah. went around the dining room table and some people had well i was gonna say yeah like so if the grandmother life, is know, then like well yeah yeah then I, i've also got visions of like the grandmother like you know holding four to easter or whatever and being like <laughs> yeah this was a disgrace i cannot believe and like showing people and then everyone yeah. else being like mentally i'm just mental note i'm gonna buy that yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm gonna so go look at that gonna write down yeah. where that's from yeah, yeah. i mean i honestly so, um, at this point in my life i feel a little bit honored to be considered a disgrace i'll take it i'll wear it oh i love it i'll I own that it. i'm a disgrace yeah. that's fine are you gonna buy the candle or aren't you <laughs> i don't think in any way you're 10 percent off can i just i want to interject here because there's there's (laughs) something that very much jumps out to me and it is caring that you are just not afraid to be yourself and i think that is the thing that what that's one of the things that kind of think that comes to me when i think about standing out from the crowd is just you're just being who you are and that is absolutely wonderful which kind of then leads me on to i want to ask how does this kind of translate in your other um creative areas so like with your writing for example Mm. okay Carla and I both know because we went to writer's retreat with you. We both know that you've been working on a novel for a long time. 
Let's but she's finished it now. Time. She's finished the draft now. We're all, yes. Oh, yeah, do we have like a, I don't know. We should. Yeah. We can add in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to know how this, you being yourself, how that translates into the other creative areas of your life. Like, for example, with your writing. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, with the candles, it, it's easy because I only like making candles that I like. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> Just, yeah. It's not a very articulate way to say it, but you're making something that you would buy yourself, basically. You, that's you're making it right, yeah. and you're that's making yeah. it for you first, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my most successful designs, and I think the success of my whole business, relies on the fact that I made something from a place of true worship and love and appreciation. My Oprah candle is one of my favorite things ever, and I love what? Oprah. She, I'm like such a huge fan. It. It got taken down almost immediately from her production company, but that's fine. I love it, and the people that have it out in the world, I know they love it, and I feel like I did it in such a way that only I could do it. Does that make sense? Like, I I did mm-hmm. my interpretation yeah. of, and with all of my candles, like, I, I, there are some that I've, that I've taken that I've been like, well, I'm not such a huge fan of this particular thing, but someone wanted it or requested it, so I did it. And it's okay. I just didn't really feel my heart was in it as much. Um, but the ones that I really love, that I really get, my Kermit and Miss Piggy, whatever, those are the ones that I feel like I was coming from a place of, I understand this character, this person, this thing, um, from such a deep level of appreciation. And I'm going to give my interpretation of what I think the, those of us who love this thing want, how they mm. want to see it. And I feel like that translates into my writing because... I'm not a genre-based writer. Um, I write magical realism, which a lot of people don't even know what that is. It's basically... I I didn't until recently, and then it turns out I've been writing that too, so... Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. I mean, people call it different things. Some people call it slipstream. Um, You know, there's there's different terms for it, but it's basically um, sort of an area of literary fiction in which you base a story in the real world, quote-unquote, but it has magical elements. So it's just not for everybody. Like, I'm fully aware of that. I, I love it. I have certain writers that I love that do magical, realistic writing that I think are amazing. But I know that I'm probably going down that road, not ever going to have a huge following because it's just not everyone's cup of tea. And that's totally fine. That's something that I have to just sort of be aware of and go, well, I'm not going to write anything or do anything based on trying to please the masses because Mm. you can't number one unless maybe you're I don't know does anyone please the masses maybe uh Daniel Steele people please yeah (laughs) like I don't know (laughs) Daniel Steele is formula writing because right yeah and that's great and people and lot the Tom Clancy whatever lots of people love that stuff but it's just not what I am. It's not what sort of speaks to my soul. It's not where I come from, from an authentic spot. I feel like I probably could write in that genre. It's just, I wouldn't enjoy it. Much like when I do candles that I'm like, like people have asked me to do sports figures and I'm just like, ugh, it sounds so tedious. I don't care about sport. I'm just not <laughs> going to enjoy it. It's going to be miserable for me and it's not going to come out good. So yeah. leave that to someone else, you know? I'm going to do the things that I know that I can feel passionately about, and so I'll enjoy it. And I really think that's what makes your art better, and I think it's what makes your business better because you're happier doing it, you're, you're invested in it, you're connected to it, and therefore it shows in your work, and then you connect to others that, and that are on your same wavelength. 
that right there yes. for me that's that's what standing out from the crowd is to me because it's you're not you're not doing something to please other people you're doing it to because you love it and you enjoy it and you know you can do it well because of those things mm -hmm. it yeah that just kind of epi epitomizes all of that for me that's i feel i feel like that's what yeah. draws me to like your work as well because yeah. because i know I you're doing something because you love it so and that's why and I, I love it in turn does that make sense there's something there about mm. energy as well i think like something that um so uh, my best friend louise makes um well she's got a baby brand now but she um previously um has made beautiful beautiful wedding dresses so bride bride brands on pause slightly for now however she once said to me i won't work on a wedding dress when i'm in a bad mood and i was like what because mm. obviously it's a business right you have to do whatever when you're stressing and obviously both of us started in our own full-time jobs and blah, blah and she was like people are like you know my brides are wearing these dresses on the one of the most important days of their life i do not want to put bad energy so i will yeah. only work on those dresses even if it means i'm working into the middle of the night to get them done or whatever i will only work on them when i am putting happy energy through my machine through my needle and i was like i love mm. this like i love this and she may not have phrased it quite like I, i've always paraphrased it when i tell the story but um i love the kind of the, 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 it's the similar energy as what i'm getting from you it's like what you're what you're putting in is is only good energy like it's very you you're not you're not there's never going to be resentment in there because you're not mm. doing anything that causes you resentment which means the finished product whether it's a candle whether it's your book whether it's anything else is going to be like it's going to be filled with caring energy yeah which is yeah and honestly a that's... very tangible like fabulous glorious thing <laughs> mm -hmm. and i just yeah i think but it's I, wonderful yeah like... but i do think it takes a while to sort of learn what your own energy is and how to appreciate your own it took me a long time to mm. feel okay with Karen energy you know because I, I mean there were times early on when I tried really hard to write things that I thought other people would want to read and I just hated every second of it I didn't like doing it I was miserable but I thought well this is what is supposed you're supposed to write how you're supposed to write and uh, I, re I resisted my pull to write things that felt natural to me because I thought well no one's gonna like it and that just made me feel like absolute shit inside and eventually mm. I yeah. learned that it, it doesn't it really doesn't matter whether people are gonna like it because if you don't like it it's probably not going to touch anybody anyway mm. um so yeah. I, I feel just like wanna, that, I want to highlight that moment precious life sorry that's yeah wonderful. like but also, you're you're spending some of your precious life doing it. Therefore, yeah. there is no point doing it. Like supposed to are two of the uh, most dangerous words in the whole. Like, supposed to and should. Let's just take all those and put them in the fucking bin. they feel. Yeah. Oh god, no, it's yeah. garbage. Them. Put them it's... in the sea. What, what was that experiment? Was there? There was a. I feel like I don't know if it was a website or whatever. I don't know if you had it in the states or, or Canada. You guys, but get in the sea. Yes. So it's like if something get in the sea. Get in the sea. Yeah. Get in the sea. I mean, I'm a fucking mermaid, so I'm like, can you not put all the shit in the sea? Can you put it somewhere else? Would be great. Or I like to say electric chair. Electric chair, that idea. Oh, yeah. electric chair, yeah, I'm not yeah. good with that. Let's electric chair it, not on the sea. The sea yeah. is very cluttered with shit people don't want. And no, don't we want to keep the sea pure and clean. We <laughs> want electric chair. Electric chair. I have, a, I have a question, actually. I'm conscious of time, so I, I kind of would want to round this up a little bit. But um, my question is, partly because I feel like... Um, I feel like you, if, if it had been while you was being a Disney princess, you probably wouldn't have tackled the candles back then because it wasn't the right time for you. But if there's someone who is listening in now who is around that point in their lives where they, you know, they're still, it's still quite early on, they're still, they're still a little afraid maybe of stepping out and be, you know, into their own shoes and being who they are. What would you have liked to have known maybe then at like 24, 
that you now know when you you know when you started your candle business is there something that you might be able to impart some wisdom to our lovely Ooh, listeners oh gosh that's a lot of pressure <laughs> uh what would 24 year old karen needed to have here heard you yes. know the thing i would have most liked to have learned earlier was to not give a shit what other people think it just mm-hmm. is a it's just a life ruiner to do that it's it i mean with anything you do i think with how you dress how you color your hair how you show up in the world how you how your body chooses to take shape um who you love everything like giving a shit about what other people think about what you do is a happiness ruiner a life ruiner a soul killer and it is so hard for us to un- unlearn that yes. you know and i think i wish young women young people everywhere could just be like yeah great thanks world fuck it i'm gonna do what i want do you want 10 percent off (laughs) would you like 10 percent off here's my offering like you know (laughs) yeah i think i I, I, it's just it's just such a hard thing to do because yeah we just grow up in, in this world where we're just trying so hard to be okay and fit in and be good enough and all this stuff and like to learn early on that we are good enough just inherently by it being ourselves and to lean, lean into what you're into, I think, also. It's like where you find your tribe, where you find your peace, your happiness, your joy. I think that energy thing Carla's talking about is huge. I think where you put your energy is where you grow your energy. Um, yeah, I don't know if that yeah. makes any sense. No, that's no, I awesome. Love that. I do, I love that. And I think it's that, like, yeah partly you know what you put your focus on grows and, and your own energy you kind of figure out but I think there's also something something that just kind of pinged out at me there is like the world needs happier people the mm. world needs more happy people so the yeah. more you can lean into being happy and the more you can like I mean I think it is really hard to learn not to give a shit because we are taught mm. particularly as women we are socialized like to you know make ourselves smaller and um, make ourselves, you know, more more socially acceptable and more. I mean, that's like people please and all. Yeah, self, isn't it? Mm-hmm. People oh, pleasing. the people but pleasing. I think mm. I really think like if in fact I think this might be one of the most important conversations we've ever had um, on the podcast of like stop worrying about what other people are thinking because <laughs> exactly. they're also they're probably not actually judging they're probably worrying about what people think of them yeah exactly. so like just put shit into their brains and like yeah. yeah don't don't put words into their mouth i mean don't put shit into their brains either but i mean it is so much easier said than done thing, yeah it's so much easier said than done it i'm is. fully aware it of is. that but i do think like you said leaning into what brings you joy is such a good place to start because where you find joy that's where more joy will you know where you what you water grows you know so more if joy will follow. Yeah, yeah if you lean into and your joy, confidence grows i think when yeah. you lean into that stuff your confidence get, and then you're more confident to go after the other stuff that yes. you love and then it kind of becomes this wonderful kind of snowball of joy yes and, and it brings and me joy to make like something out of an yeah pick, it, it brings me joy to make silly uh religious candles about about people places and things that i enjoy and you know those others that enjoy Absolutely. it i think great and thanks for that's thanks for because it brings us joy to have them honestly i look at it just is i look so at my david lovely. on a regular basis and i'm just i just love him so much you're so. david <laughs> i have i have also just like found, I've, absolutely i found the unicorn and lizzo and I, I think i'm gonna have to do you ship to the uk oh yeah i ship everywhere oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah i'll send you a unicorn and a lizzo there you go, perfect. I will, I will, that, yeah, I think those need to be in my life. Like, <laughs> very cool. I, I can't believe I would have got you to bring them over. Like, I cannot believe I didn't know that those were ones you did, but That's clearly I will. I'll, I'll send shirt. you whatever you like. There you go. 
perfect. I will. That's cool. I'll add some more. Anyway, let's like, let's, <laughs> I owe Karen money. So let's, let's not put that in the podcast. That's cool. So I'll add it to the stuff that I owe you. Um, so do you have anything else that we have, anything we've not covered that you would like to um, highlight or talk about or mention or like, we'll talk about your actual links and stuff. In a we second. should, um, we should just point like out, our listeners? yeah, we should just point out, obviously, you know, the, the novel is still a work in progress, but when eventually it's it does become this wonderful thing, we're going to tell you all about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I cannot wait to the read draft, it. The draft has just been finished book. and the draft is with an editor now. So we're hoping to start submitting in September, but so um, it's, it's a little ways away from being actually visible to the public. I, I hope it someday does become visible to the public. That would be it, great, will. But it will. It will. I have hundred percent faith. It will. Absolutely. <laughs> I did definitely just, write the story I wanted to write, so that yay. I feel great about that. That was what that I, I set most out to do. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's 100% the so most success. Thing, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And then hopefully there will be some extra success with some other people that, that love. That. Hey, I mean, yeah. That's like, all gravy. We won't, we won't let anything slip, but we will. We will when we're allowed to. That's all gravy. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Okay. Is there any so yes, um actually talking about sharing some links, tell us tell us where we can find oh, you. Yes. Oh um we right. say we will put it all in the show notes as well, so don't think, worry about like I think this is a point where we, we usually say plug yourself and then snort in a very uh, <laughs> um, That too, yes, absolutely. Two, plug myself, two fingers or three? <laughs> sorry. As many as we're not on video, yes. you knock yourself <laughs> out. Okay. <laughs> Whatever I feel comfortable with. All right. Absolutely. Um, so my candles <laughs> but remember vaseline is an anti-lube okay i'm gonna stop now <laughs> oh well if it's anti-lube if there's no lube i'm doing going two fingers then um <laughs> so my website i prefer people shop at my website because uh etsy has this kind of weird thing where they have a lot of fees involved and also i mean i love etsy don't get me wrong etsy is where most of my traffic comes through um, because it's just so much visibility, right? Like everyone goes to Etsy for things. So Etsy is kind of my bread and butter. However, they do have a thing where when anybody has a problem with any listing, they can just click a little button that says this violates something uh, that I don't like and they can take it down. So it's, <gasps> things oh are vulnerable on Etsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had many um, designs taken down because of intellectual property Ugh. potential issues. Um, which if that's a gray area too, that I guess I could mention, which is, uh, there are, there are lots of things under that can be considered in, in America anyway, under the, uh, parody art sort of law. We have the same, mm-hmm. yeah, we a have fair, same uh, yeah, fair use parody art, that kind of a thing. So if you take an image of a celebrity and you change it enough to make a commentary on it, like for example, my candles, you could argue are making commentary that of the way we um, view celebrity as as religious um, icons, right? Um, so it's parody art. That's how I consider it. That's how a lawyer would consider it. But if, if someone who, say, like, of David Bowie's camp doesn't like the fact that I've used his face on a candle, they can take it down from Etsy and say, this violates our intellectual property. And then Etsy will just sort of say, yep, we're not getting in the middle of this. You work it out. They'll, they'll cut your listing. And eventually mm. they could even cut my shop. So that's tenuous there. So I started my own website. It's, it's at theeternalflamecandles.com, T-H-E, theeternalflamecandles.com, uh, where I have all of my um, sort of control, and I can put up whatever 
things I want. If I do get a cease and desist or somebody really throws a fit and doesn't want me selling something, I will take it down because I don't have any interest in going to court with anybody. But uh, for the most part, everyone's pretty cool. Actually, oh, I should also mention I just got a commission, which is pretty exciting, for um, the Academy of Motion Pictures, the Oscars. Uh, they have mm. a museum in L.A., and they just commissioned me to do a John Waters candle. So I'm super excited about that. That's amazing. So very exciting. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. They're so doing, when, I'll, I'll, when's that happening? Yeah, so they're doing a John Waters. You guys know who that he is, right? The, the filmmaker. He directed Hairspray back in the day. Um, uh, Female Trouble, Pink Flamingo. It's like a really, really um, fun, crazy, kitschy filmmaker. Uh, they're doing an exhibit on him in August, I believe, at their museum in Los Angeles. And so, yeah, and his the tagline they're going for with that is Pope of Trash. So they're taking a religious bend. <laughs> Amazing. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, so they, so they found That's me on so Etsy, cool. and they commissioned me to do a candle of, of John Waters. So I'm oh, working I on that I love right that. That's brilliant. Yeah, so it's fun. That is genuinely amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Thank you for sharing yeah, this. I, just, I didn't realize you had a website because I've only been on your Etsy so far. So this is... I'm, mm. I was going to say, so I I um, have just... And so we also have um, an Instagram and Facebook, which I will... Um, mm, yes, and Instagram. Um, Instagram yeah. is better. I don't look at Facebook very much. I know some people okay. find me on there, but I'm always on Instagram. And uh, yeah, my website is has all of my designs that are available. More, more than you'll find on Etsy. So, yeah. I love it. So that's cool. That's just fantastic. I've, I've just, I've I just guess... found Our Lady of Descent. She's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I have yeah. just found Our Lady of Eyebrows. I have her on my water <laughs> bottle. Like... Oh no! Oh, she's very cool. Yeah. No, we've got, we've got, we've got Frida is Our Lady of Eyebrows, and mm-hmm. like having had eyebrow issues my whole life, I feel mm. like I'm just. And just see, cool. if you light a candle and while you're plucking your eyebrows or while you're doing your eyebrow grooming care, I feel like she will come down and guide your Thank hand. You. And, I mean, yeah. You know, whatever you want to believe, I think that's all. That's all true. Amazing. Oh God, that's like the best title you could have come up with, Karen. Like whatever you want to believe. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's the thing. That is the I truth. think so. No, I love it. I think whatever um, we yeah, believe. Yeah. So is no. True. So, absolutely it's true it's yeah. very true yes. so you guys need to all go and follow karen and buy loads of her candles please and send us pictures of the candles yes. in the wild. Ooh, please, and tag me and, and tag the eternal flame absolutely. candles on etsy um or and either, most of uh, all instagram sorry yeah <laughs> yeah yeah either but maybe whatever all the things um and all the things all the social things and um yeah make make sure that you remember to be yourself because that is the best way you can stand out there is to 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 go a little bit cliche there is only one of you, right? Absolutely. In fact, I feel like this is the as point far as I know. <laughs> yes. <There is> a <laughs> well, there might be like a weird. That's where we get into magical realism. Like, yeah. Well, quantum. Like, oh, yeah. yeah we we'll talk quantum physics, <laughs> yeah. and that'll be a whole other thing. <laughs> but we can. This is a good point to mention your tagline, Carla, about being one thousand percent yourself. Is it one thousand percent yourself? Three thousand percent. Oh, yourself. three thousand. Three thousand percent. Why not five thousand? So, yeah. One of my taglines is be be three thousand percent you. And I said it a while ago at an event, and somebody then said afterwards, and mm. um, bless her, like she's lovely. But she was like, "Well, I've gone for a hundred percent because you can't have three thousand percent mathematically." And it's I fair. was like. That's fair. <laughs> okay, that's that's a fair point. She's being 100% herself. That's cool. okay. Yes. She's being 100% herself. Yeah. I am being yeah. 3000% myself. Like, it's all cool. It all, um, but yeah, it just accurate. made me smile because like, I am just not mathematical, so that's, <laughs> that's cool. But I can see if you were that that would be potentially problematic. So um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, so yeah, be 3000% yourself because everyone else is quite literally taken. Absolutely. That is a good note to end on. But and also, so I think the world needs you. I think the world needs us to yeah. all be 3000% ourselves. 
Yes. Like you said, the world needs more joy. The world needs more fun. The world, the world needs... needs more happy people, more yes. escapism, more silliness, more playfulness. Yes. Like, that is the thing that is going to get us through all the shit stuff. Absolutely. Right? I, I think sometimes, actually, just as a little end note, I feel like sometimes there can be, like, sometimes people are a bit funny because they're like, like, not even because they're frowning on stuff, but because they feel a bit guilty for being playful when there's such big, terrifying, like, awful stuff going on. But I kind of feel like those little moments of joy are what get us through the big, awful stuff. Yes, 100%. Um, which 3, might be a bit simplistic, but I genuinely think that, that that is how we kind of cope with the big shit stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think playfulness is, is the thing. I agree. Um, and joy. And I think you do that gloriously, and you stand out with all of that. And we're just very grateful Aww. that you shared it with us. Back at you, ladies. You're both inspirations to me. Thank Aww. you so much for Oh, thank you for coming Aww. on, Karen. It's so, I, I, nearly, I nearly called you Karen then. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, Karen. Karen. Honestly, I don't, even, know, I don't <laughs> even notice the difference. People say it. People say Karen all the time. Karen, Karen, whatever. Oh. Actually, in all fairness, when you said it earlier, you, you pronounced... Karen, the way I would say Karen, yeah, and you, I can't say that you guys, because then I, I don't have a terrible American accent. Americans say ca- ca- say Karen differently to how we say it. Definitely, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, it's Karen. Yeah. I just say Karen. I mean, I, it, I think we pronounce it the same no matter what. Do you think it differently when you? I, 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 I picture I my words. I picture so my spelling, and I I think. Okay. But if I see someone else's spelling, like Karen, I still say Karen. <laughs> Because yeah. we flatten the A a little bit, I think. You do, yes, so, yeah. that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Language is a weird, weird so thing. Yeah, it's weird. Cool. Anyway, yeah, thank, thank you. you. So, Karen, thank you for having us, uh, for having us, for yes. being here. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, thank you for coming. Let's try that again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Karen, thank you for uh, for joining us. And, um, guys, thank you for yes. listening. And, as ever, we would love, we would love to hear. Your thoughts, um, yeah, think, ideas. thoughts, or, um, yeah, or if you, I mean, if you already have one of Karen's candles, <laughs> we would definitely love yes, to please. hear. Um, and yeah we'd love to know your thoughts on being yourself and how you found that and um, standing out and the, the little tricks you found for standing out from the crowd so uh, drop us a note as absolutely ever. and on that note goodbye everybody bye bye thanks so much for listening we'd love for you to rate us review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app five stars please where can people find us online Carla we are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.